Welcome to Incubator by Planet Ant Podcasts. My name is Mike McGettigan, executive producer of the network. At Planet Ant, we pride ourselves on exploring new talent and bringing new voices to the stage. So we're bringing that to the world of podcasting. We'll regularly feature six-episode short-run series commissioned exclusively for the Incubator podcast. Some of these might become full-run podcasts of their own, and some might just stay within what we're doing here. Incubator. Stick around. You might like what's next. This show's called Embrace Yourself. Introduce yourselves now, would you? This is Laura Antonio, and here's the fucking deal. You should know that we're not trained experts on the things we say about creativity. All right, episode six of Embrace Yourself. My name is Sunil. My name is also Sunil. Oh, wait, nope, I'm Laura. And I'm Laura. I keep forgetting. Okay, Laura, we practiced that We too. did practice it earlier. Right. It was, you got it. I thought you, you had it. You sent me the notes. I thought you had it. Yes, I took the notes and I... Practice makes perfect. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, next time. That's okay. 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 Thank you, audience, for letting us flub through so we made it to episode six which was our initial uh obligation to planet and podcast our goal is six 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 but six was our obligation yeah Yeah. so this is the obligation episode the obligation it's all about obligation feelings of guilt having like albatrosses on your that's not true around your neck although i feel like i just used that expression yesterday did you and i cannot remember why so and i I like it i think i remember at the times when i was saying it like this isn't how people normally talk about stuff. I like it though. I think. I mean, I worked at a place where they would, and I didn't know what. They made you the, wear a dead bird around. I didn't your neck. know what the fuck it meant, and so I had to like look up what. What do you mean having an albatross? What is it tied around your neck? An albatross around your neck. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I will admit, I have no idea what that means. To me, it's like, hey, you made a mistake. Come wear this bird necklace. Right. For shame. <laughs> it's giant and heavy though. Right, so. but it's more about like inner turmoil than it is about. <laughs> external shame when people say it right i guess someone says oh it's an albatross around my neck usually they're talking about like some external factor that's causing them like existential issues it's like an anyway, inner ball and chain or something like if that. you have an albatross around your neck please take a picture and send it to us yeah and actually speaking of which we do have a new email address um it's embrace yourself six nine four two zero at gmail.com embrace right. yourself 69420 at gmail.com that's right send those pictures of albatrosses our way that email address is real i'm not Sunil just making sent that me up. a test email from this account which he did not tell me he was setting up and i didn't open it for days because i assumed it was spam why would why would they be spam from um the name of the podcast you work on because like people fishing oh stuff, they just know? found out somehow especially with the numbers at the end because i oh yeah a pure very very innocent soul right and yeah. i will admit did not put the numbers together no. i just was like what the hell is this to me it just seemed like if you would like blip, 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 yeah put stuff i at just the end. <laughs> and then the subject was really vague so i was that's why i was like is this it spam? was it was like test or something yeah, i don't so know I what it was sending yeah. you a screenshot i was like hey hey what is open this yeah what the fuck that's funny that's literally <laughs> as um, cyber secure as I am. That's great. Being suspicious of an email occasionally. That's more than some people. Cause yeah, John w- Podesta. At- Sorry. No, because, yeah, at work, people fall for those things all the time. There's attachments and mm-hmm. like, then there has to be a big email sent out like, please don't open attachments that you're not sure of what they are and from people that yeah. you don't know. 
I have no qualms about deleting something if I'm not sure of it. And if you meant to send it to, send it to me, but it made me feel like it might not be real, you deserve to have me not read it. That's on you. Yeah, that's true. I'm just trying to be secure. Like, yeah, seem legit when you send us an email. Yeah. Don't seem spammy. Right. If it's a business-related issue, don't end it with Viagra in all caps. <laughs> right. <laughs> unprofessional and i will probably delete it anyway what's our topic today uh creativity that's right yeah and you said you had um listened to some stuff i i did i have a few pages of things too but i did listen to stuff let's let's talk about what you have in your head i well i listened to an interview um it's bullseye with jesse thorne that's the host okay um but this particular episode he was interviewing linda berry Okay. Um, who fairly recently received the was it the MacArthur Genius Award? Okay. Um, she's long been one of my favorite artists since I was in high school. Is she a cartoonist? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. The Ernie Pooks comic. She used to do that. It's like an alternative newspaper thing. You'd see it in oh, Metro okay, Times. Okay. Okay. Yes. I loved it. Cool. Deanne and I, my twin sister Deanne, for those of you listening from other countries, um, <laughs> like Moldova. Um, we used to collect the little books like you know they come out in compendiums like her comics Mm -hmm. Um, i'm sure deanne still has all of them and we just we loved her she put out this cd once i don't even remember exactly why it was called the linda berry experience and it was mostly just dumb little spoken word stuff Mm -hmm. um but many of them were answering machine messages like you you know like yeah because when people used to have answering machines yeah and that so was a Deanne funny I, joke everyone would do yes yeah. and so Deanne and i did all of them on our home answering machine nice until still to this day i can quote many of them and say I one just, of them right now um are they long no oh, okay <laughs> um, hi this is linda and i'm so high right now that i can see into your mind so don't even bother leaving me a message <laughs> stuff like that i do like that that's i loved great. it it was that's so dumb great. and i just loved it huh. anyway she, i just found her to be just a wealth of like creativity and just i was fascinated yeah. by her and now she's um i can't remember where she works but she's a professor at a college and she teaches about creativity oh wow okay. so her last few books that's what they've it's been about that's and awesome. her newest one is about making comics nice yeah so it was really interesting to listen to her talk uh-huh. and i just love her i just think she's awesome the thing i found the most interesting was as a person who draws it's a lot of times when you talk to comics or you hear people who are who draw talk, yeah. they kind of talk about it like, well, not everyone can do this. But she has completely the opposite view. <laughs> like anyone could do this. Oh, really? Yeah. And so in her mind, you only have to have the most rudimentary knowledge of how to do stuff and you can still be creative and make something really fucking cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I sure. just, I love that because she's all about pulling creativity out of people who don't feel like they can do it. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, just helping people who already have a natural talent flourish, which yeah, I just so think is awesome. W- speaking of dr- like drawing specifically, I can't draw. Do you she draw? She would say otherwise. No, no, no. <laughs> but but this is very the thing. rarely do I draw, and I don't I don't pr- draw particularly well, and it's not something I partake in much. So, I used to do it a lot as a little kid. Okay, though. I didn't, and I draw very poorly. But like in middle school and high school, we would put together these like funny comics and stuff just mm-hmm. to pass around to each other and. I would draw, but like, you know, in a really shitty style that right. was like all senile completely. Right. Yeah. But like, so my friends were like really into it. They were like, oh, you should draw more because this is so right. weird. Like, but, you know, to me it was garbage. But to them it was like, oh, this is fascinating because mm-hmm. this is what not any, no one would draw this like this. Right. At I, all. And that's the kind of stuff I'm attracted to. I yeah. like that kind of stuff. With, in For art. sure. Um, and she talked about, 
like being obsessed with certain comics when she was a little kid, like in the newspaper. Yeah. I guess in her house, they didn't really have any books or anything. Like they weren't like a family mm-hmm. that read much. So the only thing that they got was the paper. And okay. so she would scour it for comics and she would cut them out and keep them. And I remember doing that as a little kid with certain comics, some yeah. of which I can't even remember the names of. The Far Side was one that I loved. Yeah. Um, but there was another really weird, irreverent type comic that was kind of like The Far Side in that it was like one panel typically. Yeah. A descriptive. And I can't remember the name of it, but they, they did a lot of Mr. Potato Head references. Anyway. That's I sounding l- familiar. Loved it as Is a it like kid. rhymes with orange or something it, like that? No, no, it wasn't, but it was one of those weird ones. Yeah. And really the weirder it was, the more I liked it. And I would also force myself to read comics I didn't like. Like she mentioned um, Brenda Starr and oh. Prince Valiant. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. I was always like, this is boring, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to follow the storyline each week. I'm going to figure this out. Because I was like, this has been, and this is what she said. Both of these have been going on for so long. Yeah. There's got to be something here. You know, so she was like really into them and always read them, even though she felt like they were a little over her head. But is there something to them? Or no, is I mean, it just I'm like, like, no, it's not my thing. That's weird that everyone Because I mean, I feel like it's romance novels. Like, because mm-hmm. they're just endless supply of romance novels. Right. Like everybody's fucking writing. I could write one. We could write one together. We right. could put it out, make a million dollars. We don't somehow. I know. But why don't we stop doing this right now and do that? We got to do that. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, it just seems like one of those things where it's just like, yep, we can draw these this like princess in this castle and this guy with an armor suit right. like over and over and over right. again and they can just be in saying slightly different things and it's not gonna matter because nobody reads my comic anyway <laughs> seriously yeah <laughs> i think that is probably right like yeah. the people who are writing the, the actual copy were phoning yeah it in. <laughs> uh, but the only other thing i want to mention about this interview with her i think about this a lot in terms of like people who feel like they're meandering or trying to find their path or don't feel like the thing they're doing is the right thing. That, yeah. That kind of stuff. I'm right um, there. We get, yeah. And we get really <laughs> hung up on like, ah, what should I do next? If it's, is it the right choice or not? And she told this fascinating story about how she ended up taking a class with the woman who ended up becoming her mentor. Oh, and okay. a long story short, her roommate used to do nude modeling mm-hmm. at the college. Okay. And her roommate made, I guess, pretty good money doing this. So Linda was always like, man, that seems pretty awesome. I would love to make that kind of money. Um, And then one day, a professor who used her roommate as a nude model um, mistook her for her roommate. Oh. And like saw her and was like, my model canceled. Like, could you come in right now? And like, you know, and she was like, okay, because she's (laughs) not a very shy person. Uh And so she went in there and just... (laughs) I guess she said there's like a protocol to this. I don't really know. I've never taken a nude model class. I would think. But you go behind a thing. You take off your clothes. Uh-huh. You come out a kimono. She yeah. said she didn't know any of that. So she just starts taking off her clothes in front of the whole class. It's not a strip show. Totally. And then she's like, <laughs> I didn't know about poses. So I just started trying to do like playboy poses. Oh, my God. And she said the professor said you needed to tone it down. But nonetheless, <laughs> she ended down. up starting to do more nude modeling, ended yeah. up nude modeling for this woman's class, was so fascinated by her as a professor that decided to take her class. Boom. And that's what opened up her whole thing. So by being mistaken for her roommate yeah. and just being like, okay, let's do this. So I mean, that's the only reason she started drawing cartoons? No, it's the only reason that, well, it's the reason that she started to do it so seriously and professionally. Mm. And she said that that was the person who just that's pretty fascinated cool. and yeah. inspired her and just made, like she said, the books she's making now like are completely and totally because of meeting this woman. That's awesome. And so I just was like, yeah, this isn't like, you knew exactly what you were no, doing. No, no. You know, so sometimes I think it does, it's good to remember that even if you're like, what the hell? I don't know. 
yeah. what is going to happen here. You may be able to take something from it or it may lead you to something that you wouldn't have expected otherwise. For sure. I don't know. It sounds so glib to say that, but I think we get really hung up on, and paralyzed, paralyzed on choice sometimes because sure. of that. So. Yeah, no, de- no doubt. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but I have been talking about this with some friends of mine. And it's like, I seem to absolutely need to be working on some creative project at sure. all times. Otherwise, right. I feel like something's missing. So like right now, this is like scratching that itch for me, like doing this podcast with you. Okay. And I'm like... That's probably psoriasis though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not... Talk to your doctor. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. Very good. Well, I mean, that's a, you're doing a lot of scratching. I, I don't am. know that it's, it's creatively... scabs everywhere motivated. in the yeah, studio. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't really want to bring it up, Scab but you did. Studio. So. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. And so when I don't, it's uh, sort of... It's... Yeah, I feel weird. And, and before it was sort of like, well, if I'm not writing songs and if I'm not doing stand-up comedy, like, what is what am I doing? What do I do? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I'm doing this now. Right. Um, and that's very important to me. I don't know. Do you feel the same way about that stuff? I do. I yeah. totally do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like the more I think about like things that happened to me as a child or things that really grabbed my attention as a child, uh-huh. which at the time seemed like a waste of time, like cutting comic books out of the sun- Sunday funnies and keeping them, you know, I'm like, oh, I think some of that actually, those are things that you can glean from. And those are yeah. jumping off points that, you know, just because you used to like X when you were little, but you don't anymore, doesn't mean that there isn't something from that you can pull. And oh, I think for, for sure, you know, because especially since creativity, I remember in, in high school having a professor who was like this psychology class. I can't remember his name right now, but he was really like, you know, the cool teacher, like the liberal teacher with the yeah. good ideas, you know, like mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Um, yeah. Kinda, yeah. You know, yeah. totally that yeah. kind of teacher. Uh, Dead Poet Society type thing. Right. But I remember him saying that most adults completely lose their creativity and basically telling us that as high schoolers, we were on the cusp of that happening to us Hmm. unless we really cultivated it and made it a part of our lives. Right. And I'm sure most of the people in the class were just like, whatever. But I was like, holy shit, you know, because I was just like, I don't. I saw what adults were like, yeah. you know, and I was like, I don't want... And you're like, that's probably true, yes, first of all. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I see that yeah. reflected in the way that people you know, are even acting the people in me. our government were acting yeah. about stuff and yeah. how how funding for arts is always at risk. Sure. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like how yeah. backwards do we have to be yeah. to become like in charge and be like, stop making stuff. Don't let kids do that. Side note, my uh, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I think the right wing and conservatives do not deserve to enjoy anything artistic whatsoever. They, they, they get like Van Halen, they get like deaf love, they get that shit. That's like mainstream, yeah, yeah. but they don't get to, cause I'm, I'm a big, they might be giants fan. Mm-hmm. And I read some uh, Facebook forums and then some right wingers will come on there and just be like, haha, I'm going to like stir the pot. But the fucking fact is that they might be giants are very left wing. Mm-hmm. They like played their first gig at like some like communism rally. Nice. And uh, um, they they've got songs referencing that kind of stuff. And it's just like you don't get to come in here and 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 push your way no. on on this community because your type of person should be anti this completely like yes. snowflake feelings, emotional like art like anyway i just wanted to rant about that because i just fucking 
hate I think that's fair right wingers that try to involve themselves in art yeah that's I'm not into it either yeah you know you get salt life stickers and um Jimmy <laughs> Buffett that's fine yeah you get <laughs> precisely so that kind of actually leads me into I like, guess you can look at really old paintings that white men made yeah go the fuck ahead you can look at that stuff yeah yeah but otherwise you get like from <laughs> from like 10 100 to um 1700 i also you think you should only be allowed to use primary colors like fuck you and any blending of anything right oh my god it. racial purity with oh. the RGB. Or oh, no. Let's not give anyone any ideas. No, just, we've talked about racial purity on a lot of our episodes. I don't think I'm the one bringing it up. Oh, it is me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all me. Sorry, guys. Um, anyway, so the research I did on creativity, I'm just going to read this definition because that's what I do sometimes. I uh, want you to do that. Creativity, creativity is a phenomenon whereby something new and somehow valuable is formed. The created item may be intangible, such as an idea, scientific theory, a musical composition, or a joke, or a physical object, such as an invention, a literary work, or a painting. Mm-hmm. So, and then it's weird because the way the um, academics talk about creativity is very interesting. They talk about eminent creativity, which is like you're at the pinnacle of your creative field and people know who you are and they're like, that's a Laura. Like you would know, like that's a Sunil. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, we're not there yet. Maybe, or <laughs> maybe we are, but, uh, <laughs> um, and then they talk about everyday creativity, which like, it seems to me like there's a big gap in there because like this creativity we were just talking about with Linda Berry seems to fall in between like everyday creativity seems to be like, uh, I can think of neat ways to solve issues that come up in my life. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing that a lot of people are able to do. Maybe do- they don't classify it as creative, perhaps. Um, but that seems to be missing this whole like, oh yeah, I'm a hobbyist, amateur. Um, I can I can draw poorly, but people people still like it. Yeah, um, I think that is kind of group adults missing the point again. You know, like, yeah, creativity is shouldn't necessarily be a means to an end or should it be a project that you occasionally do it should be how you approach everything sure and i don't think that that's like exhaustive or overwhelming to think of i mean there's a lot of areas in life where being creative is not going to help you like on your taxes unless you're really 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 good at cheating yeah but i mean you know like in in life there are plenty of opportunities to be creative or try something new and i just think that especially now i feel like that is just so missed and not only is it missed oh, it, it makes us miss like the definition said things like scientific discoveries yes you know unique ways to solve problems yeah these are all things that being creative yeah can help and and yet for some reason yeah we're like we should probably tamp down on people's creativity well it's interesting it seems threatening creativity is threatening yeah people, and i don't know having too why. many ideas well because you're gonna think of something that's gonna you know break you out of the the little robot mold that you uh, are supposed to be in or whatever but you can't break me out of the robot no, mold. robot mold <laughs> forever um but yeah so i mean then also it's interesting because like um 
There's one of the, you know that I don't know if you remember this, but there was that like dress meme where it was like, do you see it as gold <laughs> yes, and whatever yes. or this and this? There's a new one that's a shoe one. Oh. And it's like if you see the shoe as like pink and white, you're right brain, and if you see it as gray and green or something, you're left brain. I saw it mostly pink and white, but with like gray green accents, hmm. which made me kind of believe that there was something to it because a lot of those tests I take. I'm kind of right down the middle with the left mm-hmm. brain and the right brain. Um, but it, uh, that got me thinking about this because people would say maybe science is on the left and creativity is on the right. You know what I mean? But like there really is an interchange. And I mean, yeah. you, you have to have creativity to be able to do something scientific that's new and, and worthwhile, I think. Right. But people don't think of it as that. You're either oh. like a painter or you're in the lab. Yes. Yeah. I think... We in, in and it's the way that society is set up. Most people's jobs suck. Yeah. Most people's jobs are designed to limit and or very f- tightly contain their creativity. Definitely. You know, like for instance, in advertising, they want you to quote unquote be creative, but not outside of the brief. You know. Sure. So they're trying to basically hone your creativity towards their own means to an end. But yeah. productivity and creativity are kept very separate. So productivity is your job. Creativity is your hobby. Mm -hmm. And I just think that not only robs you of the opportunity to find creative ways to do everything, but also just will fuck up your productivity. You know, and this comes from someone who has a really hard time, like setting schedules and being productive and all of that kind of stuff is really difficult to do. Yeah. But... You know, it's it doesn't mean that when I'm doing it, I'm not being creative. And in many respects, sure. I sometimes have to be creative in order to get my shit done because I have such a hard time with the schedules and things. Definitely. But yeah. I don't know. I just really I feel especially now like there's it wouldn't even be hard to like walk into a public place and just say almost any phrase out loud that everyone can hear and cause a fucking mass panic. Yeah, just I think so. I just feel like people are so on edge like what do you mean like like you could just walk in and be like you know and be like i love picasso yeah you think that would like drive people nuts yeah okay or be like every brown car in this parking lot is beautiful just out of the top of your lungs oh Mm. i just feel like people would be like oh oh god oh my god there's a crazy well they think you're crazy yes and that's a crazy thing to do but i'm saying i feel like our responses to things that are irregular are immediately as suspicious and suspect and be worried about it yeah so mental illness is something we already feel that way about as a society Mm -hmm. you know i mean gosh if we would only tackle the mental illness having it be weird you mean like well if you see it out in public it's kind of bizarre mental illness is you know like look at that homeless guy like fucking spitting at pigeons i mean look how closely we tie it to violence mental illness and violence like oh guns would be solved if only mental illness was solved you know as if like people with mental illness somehow are immediately violent so i guess that is my point is like even if you did perceive me as being mentally ill for saying that which to be fair occam's razor (laughs) Um, but you still might feel a sense of like panic and like your reflexes might be like oh not like wow that's interesting but like fuck we need to get out of here like i feel like that's the mentality people have right now like it just sucks i really feel like we're not allowed to do anything cool not that i'm saying you should go into a store and yell something but i'm saying that's kind of benign when i was in high school i would do dumb shit like that all the time oh yeah now as an adult i'm like wow that's obnoxious but i think if i was a teenager right now i Mm -hmm. wouldn't do those things because i would perceive it to be something that could cause upset 
yeah, probably. Like, are you talking about like? So I had a, this old old Volvo in high school, and I bought like some crazy like old ass typewriter at a thrift store with like mm-hmm. just keys missing and stuff. And I wrapped, I made like an art installation in the trunk of my nice. Volvo, essentially. You know, as a sixteen year old, I thought that was super cool. <laughs> like, I could, <laughs> I love a, that because that was a fucking weirdhouse. So, and it was like people liked it. But like you're saying, maybe I wouldn't do that today because people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with Sunil? Right. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like I remember I used to, I don't even know why I did this. I mean, right now I would be somebody that you'd be like, you've never done physical humor, physical comedy. And I really have hardly in my life. Yeah. When I was in high school. You're doing some good object work right now though. Thank you. Yeah. That was your object work. That was me putting a shirt on a hanger. Yep. Um, But when I was in high school, I used to pretend i had just accidentally walked into a door frame especially if it was a double door with like a post down the middle and they were both open yeah i would walk very close to it and kick it and then hold my head like i had slammed my face against it this is your i thought it was fucking hilarious oh i did it i did it on multiple occasions (laughs) i was good at it it always looked like i had hit my head really hard oh my god my immediate friends thought it was super super funny dion thought it was super super funny only once and it was the last time i did it yeah <laughs> did somebody get upset with me hmm. because they realized i was goofing and it had made them feel like something was wrong with oh. me. and that feeling yeah. made me go mm, I, i'm not doing that can't anymore. do that anymore that's not cool yeah but i i don't think today even if the thought occurred to me that i would try that if you were that age you mean right now okay. yeah if i was 16 yeah, yeah in yeah. Two, 2020 yeah i think i would recognize that that could cause me to either get in trouble or hurt you've seen my senior picture right the one yes with i think the about axe. it all the time do you yes i do so that i just found that axe in the garage i was driving myself to, to <laughs> take my senior pictures and i'm like what the f- i hate this shit this shit is so stupid what can i do to make this like funny for myself <laughs> i'm gonna bring this axe there's a really last minute like thought i love it i brought it in to the royal oak photos like what the fuck like, yes. wouldn't they call the cops yes. on me at this point yes 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 yeah and that's that's exactly what i mean yeah like this is things are different now in a way yeah. that i think is really really robs everyone of yeah. the opportunity to feel like they can be themselves mm-hmm. enough to be creative and, and dude I, that picture was classic like love people it. fucking Amazing. love it does it speak to a boy who is crying out for help? Yes, it does, Sunil. <laughs> yes, it does. But still hilarious. Still hilarious. Uh, I remember when I was getting my senior pictures done, Deanne and I went and did them together. Yeah. Um, and this, I don't remember the name of the studio. It doesn't matter. But I remember the guy was like, you can bring in music to listen to. So, of course, I was like, I am DJing this whole thing. So I didn't let Deanne bring any music. We listened to the Magnetic Fields. Nice. And I don't remember what the second album was. But... The, he had a big thing of props, like 96, that's the year I graduated. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and that's like a star, you know, stupid shit that you could like lean against or sit on. And I was like, I barf, that. I don't want yeah. any of this stuff. The, but sitting in the corner behind all that stuff was a mop bucket. <laughs> and so Deanna and I both tried to get him to let us use it. And he was like so flustered. He was like, no, 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 no. That just, I don't, it wouldn't be professional. I can't. Oh. And we were like, it would be Man. hilarious. This oh would be so God. funny. Right. Like, we're aspiring to be janitors. Like, we thought it was so funny. We were, and he yeah. was just so, you could see him almost sweating. Like, it's, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. So, so we didn't. Oh, that would have been so good. I think we were on the same page, senior picture-wise. Exactly. There. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder what? if Deanne remembers that. 
Oh, you should ask Deanne, that, write in. We don't talk anymore. Yeah, right. Embrace write yourself. Into this episode. Mm-hmm. Address it to Sunil. Don't talk to me. Yeah, don't. We're in a fight. I'm just kidding. We're not at all. <laughs> I just actually sent her that Linda Berry interview. Oh, that's good. Send it to me, actually. Okay, I will. Is it a video or you it's read it? It's a podcast. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, an okay. interview. I will listen to that because... Deanne actually has um, original artwork by Linda Berry hanging up in her house. Like Deanne wrote Linda Berry a letter and I think she was buying a piece of her art and just wrote her a letter along with it. Like basically pouring her heart out about how inspirational she's been to her. And Linda Berry sent her not one, but like three original pieces of art, like instead of just one and like sent her this super nice note back. And and then Deanne got to meet her and I guess like cried like a little bitch, which... I would expect. I really like that you can, yeah, when you can engage with the uh, person you're you're into there. Because there, mm-hmm. there's another podcast I listen to, Oh uh, Yeah, Dude. And mm-hmm, the guy, mm-hmm. Seth Romatelli's got a, uh, they've got a phone phone number you can call. And so I've spoken directly to him. Like I've, I've called him, left <laughs> him a voicemail. He's called me back. I've picked up and talked to the guy like <laughs> about funny. like life a little bit, you know? And it's just, it's so cool. Like, and he's kind of the same personality on the show as nice. he is in person mm-hmm. but maybe a little more gentle like in real life that's good um it's good yeah it's 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 neat so um that's awesome <laughs> like i love that mid-tier of artists like i don't i think in any genre i've never yeah. really liked the i know this sound lame the mainstream you know right, yeah. music or movies or whatever it's just like They've gone too far with it and it's not, it doesn't strike me as creative anymore. Well, the bigger the audience you're trying to reach, the more you have to round the edges off Mm -hmm. and the more self-conscious it is, the more hands that are touching it, the more that, you know, so I do feel that like that's very common. It's one of the reasons why I don't watch a lot of TV and when I do, I get really antsy really quickly. Like as soon as the writing starts being shitty, I'm just like, I can't watch this anymore. I'm like, there's no continuity. Like Uh last season there wasn't, you know, I just hate that. And then I'm like, well, this actually... It's almost a miracle that any show is as funny as it is, considering how many people have to touch it, like especially on like network TV. Yeah. You know, yeah. like how was 30 Rock so good? I, I mean, don't, to yeah. me, that's such a great example of a show that's like just goes way above and beyond. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's just a joke sitcom. city. It's just but it like was fairly popular and on for many years. It's and I feel like most of the time when you're like, oh, my God, this show's amazing. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Because you're like, oh, somehow they got Arrested Development, Freaks and Geeks, like all these shows that people love. Yeah. But they were axed immediately because they didn't reach my so-called life. You know, they didn't reach a big enough audience. Yeah. But the people who loved them, loved them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think fanatics. those folks learn pretty early on. My tastes are not appreciated by most people. Yeah. But it is interesting about 30 Rock specifically, because do you think maybe it had to do with Tina Fey, like being the head writer or whatever of SNL or was she that before or after 30 Rock? I don't know. Before. Before. Yeah. I think she probably had some like clout at that, at that point to be like, this is my fucking show. And yeah, probably give me a chance to do it. But it was like good right out the gate. Absolutely. Even when, even toward the end when it's not, I mean, because I didn't really care that much about the later, but it's still not bad. No, it's not bad. Stretch. And the acting is so good. And the writing is so good good and i just think oh, okay you can do this but yeah. i also every time i watch an episode of something like that think mm-hmm. hmm, so many people in suits who have no creativity yeah. at all had to sign off on this in order for it to exist yeah you know so i'm like no wonder cool shit never like lady dynamite i mean that made it for two seasons on netflix right so and they were good weird Very, and out it was there weird but and so funny and good. good yeah but not typical. it was on netflix though right yeah. it wasn't even a network no, like it they, still got canceled yeah netflix. well so like i listened to this uh podcast about seinfeld Seincast, and uh <laughs> so but basically the first season of that show was kind of not great 
like it's okay and they talk about like they somehow nbc was like okay yeah keep making this show yes it didn't really hit its stride till like later in the third season or like mm-hmm. see, then season four was like great and then it had like maybe a good good five season run there which i think is but, another very valid point about creativity yeah because back when seinfeld first started it was what the late 80s early 90s 89 90 91 mm-hmm. yeah you had a little bit of time to germinate as an artist even an artist that was on that big of a stage yeah you know like bands mm-hmm. they were able to put out a couple albums and then have their third album be like a big hit or whatever yeah but nothing like that exists anymore in terms of the mediums for these products. Right. So if the show isn't like, we after episode one, six bajillion people watched it, yeah. and they're like, get this the fuck out of here. Get what it out of here. It's do? not making us money. Yeah. Oh, your your first single ever didn't make a bajillion, yeah. um, didn't win you a Grammy. We don't want you on our label anymore. Because you know, it, it's yeah. just... I mean, it seems like in the past uh, there was actually still some aspect of the art being artistic. Yeah. You know, uh, like bands and stuff like back in the 90s like yeah i was in a band and stuff and i it was a legitimate thought to be like well maybe an uh, like a label like merge or matador kill rock stars might hear my shit Mm -hmm. and want to put like release it that wasn't like out of the realm of like possibility but then when like the internet got involved it was just like this is not gonna happen like (laughs) i'm gonna have to just put my shit up on the internet for free and hopefully someone will buy a t-shirt at one of my shows yeah so fuck i mean but you know back it's i don't know it had some level of like artistic to it that was still present which i i don't believe is there anymore label suits i mean they're (laughs) is is that like an old person thing to say suits the suits yeah but (laughs) <laughs> they ruined all of the digital music opportunities that existed. Like they saw the writing on the wall, fought it every fucking step of the way, yeah. took Napster to court, you know, all that shit. Like I remember cause I was working in record stores in the late nineties. Um, oh yeah. And I can't tell you, I, I would, I, uh, three quarters of the transactions I had with people were customer. Hi, I heard this song on the radio that I really like. Could you show me where to buy the single? Yeah. And I would say, well, no, it unfortunately has not been released as a single. You can buy it on the full-length album for eighteen to twenty-one ninety-nine. Yeah. Oh, you don't want that? Oh, the last <laughs> time that someone convinced you to buy the whole album, the only song you liked was the single, so you don't buy CDs like this anymore. Yep. I see. Yeah. So I'm just like, these. Yeah. they could have released those singles and sold those songs like crazy, but instead they didn't, mm-hmm. and people got burned because they were like, yeah. wow, it's weird. It turns out Sugar Ray sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked that. I just want to fly song, but to be fair, fuck, every Sugar Ray song sucks, not just yeah. Yeah. the ones that weren't on the radio. The ones, yeah. I never told the customer that because I felt like it was your right to like shitty music. If you wanted me to find you Hootie and the Blowfish, I would. Yeah. Wasn't my job. Yeah. To tell you that you had bad taste. But if you had good taste, I got really excited and was like, oh my God, have you heard of Yeah. Wait, you worked at the Rochester um, yeah, uh, record, record time. time, right? Yeah. That I was also a... worked at Harmony House and Media Play. Okay. I worked at Blockbuster Music. Um, oh, yeah. At, at, in uh, 97, nice. 96, 97. That place was weird. I worked at mostly at the um, the bar that mm. you could like bring CDs up yes. you, you would open them and you get listen to them with headphones right there yep. and see if you liked it. So you could see that sugar Ray sucked. Yep. The, yeah. I mean, I thought that was genius at the mm-hmm. time. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. I thought it was a neat opportunity for me. Like yeah. this is a cool like gig right now, even though you couldn't like dress 
cool or anything. You had to wear like the I blue. Harmony House. Do you remember Harmony yeah. House? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had a, when I was working there, a strictly no facial piercings rule. Oh, weird. I'm like, you guys run <laughs> record stores. Yeah. The more shit someone has in their face, the more they know about music. Yep. That's a fact. That's a fact. Like, what is wrong with you? Yep. I just thought that was so dumb. It is dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 90s nostalgia about records we, We've done that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, creativity. Where are we at on this? We've been going a good good little while. Let me dig into some of this other shit, though. Dig it. Let's, um, I just kind of want to talk about, um, I already ranted against conservatives. <laughs> With their paintings of Trump, political cartoons, Kid Rock. They get Kid Rock. They get to keep Kid Rock. Oh, the, the things that they're allowed to have. Yeah, Absolutely. That's what they're Take allowed. him. He's yours. Yeah. Oh, this is just, this has nothing to do with creativity, but this is my, the segment, the that's not new segment, okay. where they actually did a fucking study where it proved that people with um, expensive cars behave worse on the road. Um, they did it by uh, watching various people cross crosswalks and see if the um drivers approaching would slow down or stop or ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. or just try to fucking go around them or whatever so um uh yeah and a- every thousand dollars of value in the car the uh chance that you wouldn't be nice to the pedestrian went up by like three percent so cool, cool. yeah hmm. so yeah it just proves proves that the rich lose empathy which everybody knew but it's interesting that they've quantified it's it very true with a study and then they, there's a side note also the cars were more likely to stop for a white woman at the top mm. so damsel um, in distress yeah um so women and whites they were stopped for more and then black, i guess black woman was after what i don't know the ranking but black people got treated worse the point is rich people are assholes that is the point. And most white people are assholes. Okay. That's also the point, I think. A friend of mine once saw a yellow Corvette rear-end a woman who was trying to turn into a grocery store parking lot. He then proceeded to jump out of his car and punch her in the face. Whoa, whoa, so whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think that study needed to be done. Wait, wait, hold that on. That was a <laughs> real-life The guy who got hit got... No, the guy who hit... He rear-ended a woman, was so angry. And then punched the woman the he just yeah. hit with yep. his car with his fist. Yes, he, rear- hmm. he rear-ended her car. I guess she was waiting f- to turn into a bomb. Run-ended her with his fist. He was probably fist. on his phone, not fucking paying attention. Oh, uh, yeah. So he rear-ended her and then furiously punched her. In See, when I, every time I've done that, I've been like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Every time you I've know. done that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, I don't have any car-related incidents. I've done it twice. I've rear-ended one, and it kind of fucked up my car. Oh, my. Another time, it didn't do anything. So we, well, both, we both got out of the car. every single time I do it, it's... No, no. No, it was like twice in my life. <laughs> never again. Never again. Knock on wood. Yeah. Or don't. Or don't. Superstition's not a thing. Yeah. I Okay. Or is it? I next don't know. <laughs> we'll do this next time. <laughs> uh, embrace yourself. Um, but what do you say we uh, wrap it up? Sure, sure. All right. Um... Hey, stay creative. Stay cool. Peace. Bye bye, yes, <laughs> the